I am no 
Had my fun. If I don't get well no more, I said I've had my fun. If I never get well no more, I said my head is feeling kind of funny. Lord, and I'm going. Somebody please write my mother Tell her the shape I'm in
She loved me, I could tell 
Wait a minute. You know my baby. She won't let me in. I've got a few pennies. I'm gonna buy myself a bottle of gin. Then I'm gonna call my buddy on the telephone and say, Now listen, you know I work so hard all day long. Everything I try to do seems to always turn out wrong. That's why I want to stop by on my way home and say, Now let me tell you one more thing. Ain't no harm to have a little taste. But don't lose your cool and start messing up the man's place.
to lose I've lived my life in vain Every
honey, and rye is costly too. Drinks on a dollar ain't much a buck can do. That's why I'm looking for a chick that only drinks lemonade. I'm through with all these lushes who wait for me when I get paid. Careful, he'll end up without a dime. That's why I'm looking for a chick that only drinks lemonade. Ain't seen one yet, but heard a few of them was made.
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike, what's up with my hair, Spiegelman, and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, girl. What's up with your hair, girl? What's up with my hair? I can't do anything about it. We are streaming right now on MutinyRadio.fm as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time as part of a full afternoon of Sunday entertainment. We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto, and we're right before Ugly Sundays. Make an afternoon of it. If not, Carl, we have a podcast. It goes by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Go into your favorite podcast app and type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T and subscribe. Or just go to YouTube and type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and you can get our video podcast. You'll see us in person, and we sync up the movies that we watch. Because we are watching a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we will watch... <clears throat> Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans, 1927. That's a mouthful now. Sunrise, colon. Okay. A Song of the Word Two Humans. Okay. And then the number, 1927. And the channel we like is AVIDS Network. A As in videos. A-V-I-D-S Network. Well, you only, you'll, you'll see a few choices. Anything looks like AVIDS, that's it. This sounds like word salad to me, but go ahead. We're looking for Avid Centers hosting the what? movie from 1927. Did I get the... Avid's called... Network. Avid's, Avid's Network is, is hosting the movie. The movie... <clears throat> Deep breath. Sunrise. Sunrise, a song of two humans. And speaking as fellow humans, that's a very normal human movie title. I don't know why people think I'm an alien, but I think that's very human. <laughs> it's awkward. Always... It's awkward. It's awkward. From 1927, a golden year as the public domain law makes movies from 1927 open to the public. Public domain is free. Hey, we could do shit all with this movie. It's now in the public discourse. Carl, you watched and researched this entire movie several times. I feel very sorry for you, but it's going to make it a very entertaining show. As our audience scrambles to their YouTube to figure out how to get to, excuse me, Sunrise, a Sunrise, Song of Humans, Avid, Avid's Network, and that is, go ahead, find all that jumble jumble, hit the link, hit pause, move it to zero zero, we're going to give you a breath, we have a special treat, Carl has found a celebrity comedian, yeah. and the celebrity comedian is going to do a celebrity comedian right. countdown to start our movie, yes. we'll learn about this comedian, we're going to laugh with this comedian, and then we're going to press go when that comedian says, three, two, one, go, Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with P.J. Morin. Welcome, P.J. Hello, hello. Hey, dude, Paul. One of the things I love about you on stage is you're always the best-dressed man in the room. You are always wearing a tux when you get up there. Where is this coming from? I... I just I like it. I, I I I liked it. I had the tux. Like I I own this. This isn't a rental. And I was like, I want to do something with it. So when I started doing shows, I I have yet to do a show not in a tuxedo. Every single every single show, it's a tuxedo. Five minutes, five minute little spot on a Tuesday night. Sure, tuxedo. Twenty minute spot on a Saturday night. Also yes, all the time. So people must make comments about it. What kind of what, what do people have to say to you? Uh, what's it called? It's it's funny. I'll, it's 
usually at least once a show, someone's like, oh, so it was like this your thing? I'm like, yeah, my thing, I, I would say. That's just what I say. I'm like, yeah, this is just the thing I do. I like it. Yeah. Uh, actually, the, the story behind the tux is so I was thrifting with, um, with an old friend of mine a while ago, and I just found it. I wasn't looking for a tux. It was like 36 <laughs> bucks for the jacket and pants, and it's Banana Republic. Yeah. I looked it up. It was like, like both pieces like off the rack were like 600 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for thirty six. Found bucks, you. I got, a, I got a full tuxedo. It's terrific. You went. You weren't even looking. It found you. Well, um, thank you. For one of the great things I love about you on stage is your impressions. You do presidents, and so uh, you do Ice T. You do Trump. So, were before you became a comedian, were you doing these accents, and now you bring them to the stage, or is it since you've been a comedian, you said I I should do impressions. Uh, so it is, uh, the first one. So be for years before I ever started actually doing comedy, I always did impressions because like, I've always wanted to do comedy. Like I always loved, like growing up, I love Jack Black, you yeah, know, yeah. Just, just his, his, his energy, like Robin Williams. I love their energy. And then I would see Robin Williams do impressions. I'm like, Oh, that's funny. And I think the first impression I ever did, I was, or the first one that I remember, I always did accents. Like, uh, I, I've done an Australian accent for years. Yeah. I I actually worked at a bakery for two Australian people, and so they would, <laughs> so they, they were the sweetest old people. It was this this guy named Rob and this lady named Lou. It was up in Stamford, Connecticut, at Cobb's Bread, uh -huh. and she was the sweetest. She she would correct my Australian. She'd be like, "No, no, that sounds a little South African, sweetie. Say it like <laughs> this." So I've even gotten professional tips on my stuff, but yeah. uh, the first so impression I remember here. Yeah, no, she she helped me with it. It, it. it it was good beforehand, but now it's like passable. Like I, I've gone up to people in public with the impression they're like, "Oh, like I believe you. This is Australian." <laughs> but Australian people, they uh, they pick up, they pick it apart. They're because like, there's like five different kinds of like Australian accents. Yeah, that's subtle, I bet. I'm kind of a combo of all of them, and if you're not Australian, you don't recognize it. You're like, "Oh, that's Australian. That's just the one thing." But if right. you're Australian, like, no, no, you sound like you're from fucking Melbourne, dude. You don't sound like a regular Australian. I'm like, oh, my bad, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. Uh, but the first impression I remember doing was, I think I was in, I was a sophomore in high school. And I said, um, uh, you, you know the EA Sports logo? Yes, yes, e I know the logo. EA Sports, it's in the game. And that was the first thing I did. And people were like, whoa, man, that sounds just like it. And so I just kept doing more and more and more and more. I started doing SpongeBob people. And then COVID hit, and I was like, "What am I? What else am I gonna, am I going to do with my time?" So that's mm -hmm. where my Trump and my Obama really grew. Was COVID. Yep. Now you recently had a string of guest spots at Scotty's. I think it was like three in a row. Talk yes. about that experience. What was it like uh, for you up there? They loved you each night. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. Uh, what's it called? For the first one I did, it was just it was a five minute guest spot. Uh, I went through some of my cleaner material, and then this past week I did so. I, I excuse me. I, I I went a little further. I was like, I'll test the waters with these, and it went over well. Yeah. Uh, but I, one thing that I did learn is I find that you know having to be clean, I can do it, and it was nice to be like, oh wow, I can do a clean set. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For five minutes. You did eight minutes uh, the other two nights. I yes. just, I was, Gene was really impressed, and I enjoyed it, you know. So well, thank, thank you. you. I, I, I tried my darndest. 
Yeah. And you were great doing the announcements uh, when Gene was out. That was thank that, you very that much. was fun. That was the first time I ever did announcements. And so, the people seemed to like it. They absolutely did. And uh, well, enough said. PJ, how can people find you out there on social media, on the internet, YouTube, whatever you've got cooking? Uh, Instagram and TikTok are both at the PJ Morin. Actually, it's just the way my name is on the screen, the PJ Morin. Gotcha. Uh, I believe my Twitter is the same on YouTube. It's just PJ Morin, and the profile picture is a picture of me doing this. <laughs> I've seen it. Just just to help you for reference, if you're looking for the channel, I have like a few uh, sketch comedy videos up there. Like, um, uh, it, it's like the Eric Andre show if there was no production value to it. <laughs> kind of like, I guess, if I had to compare mm -hmm. it to something. Uh, what else I got? Yeah, that's about it. I have a show coming up uh, this Friday, the 27th. It's called Serially Funny. Uh, my buddy Vin, he's producing it. Uh, Vin Baker. Yeah, Vin Baker. Um, He's producing it. I think his Instagram is uh, Vin Baker Comedy. Uh, he's producing it. It's um, uh, All the proceeds are going towards uh, donating food uh, to the homeless, specifically uh -huh. cereal. Uh, they've already raised over like 3,000 boxes of cereal. Yeah, and that figure is as of like three weeks ago. So I assume they've gotten more. Yeah, but yeah. It's, a, it, it's, a, it's a noble, charitable, fun show to do. Uh, I'm hosting. Chip Ambrosio is headlining. You yeah. know Chip. Who uh, are We've it's, had him on. <laughs> it's it's going to be a fun time. So if you want to come, come on down to the show. That's what I got coming up. Okay, now, PJ Morin, everyone at home is poised to press play at the same time we do here in the studio. So everyone at home is going to kick it off with your countdown, PJ Morin. So why don't you go ahead, PJ Morin, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right. Three, two... One, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. I don't listen to them until the broadcast, and I look forward to it. Can you not hear me, Carl? I can't hear the music. Oh, I, I have it at 23. Yeah, well, it is 2023. That is appropriate. No, I know no, the volume here at the studio. Oh! Oh. All right, here we go. This is original from an original theme scenario theme. Is it, are these screenwriting words? Yeah, it's a short story. It's a short story, and they called it a theme back in the day. You might remember um, in Christmas Story, this the the teacher was like, "I want you all to write a theme," and they groan. It means okay. short story. What does scenario by mean? Well, there was a short story called The Excursion to Tilsit. I don't know. I don't know. The Excursion to Tilsit. And that is the premise behind, you know. 1920 the... copyright. Yeah. No way anymore. No, ah, not copyright. Yeah, screw you, Fox Screw you, copyright. Yeah. <laughs> Fox Film Corporation. Oh, I'm crying at the studio, Fox Film Corporation, because now it's a, <laughs> I lost my movie. Everyone's seeing. It's, it's the man. People have names, the manicure girl. Now, look, yep. it's important to hear the music. This was an important film for music. You see, this was the first film to have m movie tone. It's called Sound on Film. So this isn't the plunkety, plunkety piano music. It's intentional score to go exactly along with the movie, including sound effects. Um... Uh, this is a song of the man of his wife is no place in every place. You might hear it everywhere. 
I'm done, Carl. I'm out of here. No, no, no. This is worth it. This feels good. You, sir, has offended me. Okay, comma. What's the rest of this? For wherever the sun rises and sets in the city's turmoil or under the open sea of the farm, life is very much the same. Sometimes bitter. Sometimes sometimes sweet. Look, look, uh, hang with it. It will, it will will be good. No, I mean, I mean, are we done with this? Give it a chance. Don't be done with this film. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Now that watch is cool. Turn into real life. Check it out. <gasps> wow, that six-year-old drawing turned into yeah. real life. No, this film is a big deal and very famous, and it has many innovations. Believe it or not, that was one of the first times that something like that was ever done. Now you hear the chit 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 of the train. Yeah, I do. I'm scared. The piano. I'm lowering the volume in the studio just so I can hear you, Carl. But I'm I'm happy to to raise it fully in the studio apartment. Uh oh, those trains are going to hit each other. Now, what they did there was they would film, but Sexy cover ladies. one side of the film over, and then they would put the film back in, rewind it all the way, and cover the other side. So they would have two images, literally on the film. It wasn't like done in post. Done in editing. And there was a Siamese twin. No, not Siamese. Identical evil twin, excuse me, with a goatee on the other side. Saying, yeah. no, I'm yeah. you. Mm. Remember those movies? No. What? Where, they, where someone would meet their identical evil twin brother, and oh. they would do it by having like a line in the middle of the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yes, I do know what you're talking about. Yes. Now, here we have a nice village. Right. There's um, Papa okay. Smurf. Now, in real life, this was out in California, um, and they spent a lot of money. It was Lake Arrowhead, California, and they spent a lot of money to make the set, to make a little fake village. That's cool. The, beforehand, they really wouldn't do that. Okay, here we go. Among the vacationists was a woman, woman of the from city. the city. She's a big deal now. Several weeks have passed since of now. Now they speed up the placard. Well, what it's saying is she's been there a little too long. Something must be keeping her here because her vacation should have been over about a week ago. Oh, she fell in love. She's preggies. She fell in sex. She fell in sex. Yes, and she's going to try to lure her sex captor to the city. Good idea. Bring Not with to be you. a farm boy anymore. He's bringing back the towels and the sex boy from the hotel. <laughs> Damn. Her name in real life is Margaret Livingston. And um, Livingstone, Margaret Livingstone. Ah, uh, that's, that's an oxymoron. Okay, no, no, I'm sorry. It's Margaret Livingston, sometimes credited as Marguerite Livingstone. Interesting. I don't know. I like how that table is slanted so the old lady can drink her soup in peace. <laughs> they don't like her. She's like a pushy, bossy lady. Shiner shoes? Yeah. What? Ridiculous. She made over 50 silent films, and uh, I don't know. She was one of the few people who made a successful transition to sound, and she was with um, a film called Smart Money was a big deal. Edward Ro- G. Robinson, James Cagney. 
used uh, to dub women's voices, uh, starlets' voices. She had a good career. Let me ask you a question about this film. I had seen it years ago. There's the music is synced up with the movie, but there's no talking in this film. Right, there is no talking because they couldn't really pull that off. However, a month later, the jazz singer would pull it off. Which is also in the public domain, 1927 movie. Yeah, I just wish it was on YouTube. That would be great. Yeah. Although, I don't know. My Jewish side hates that movie. Okay. Your Jewish side. Tell me. Yeah. I don't know anything except blackface. Well, so he is a uh, son of a rabbi. You've seen The Simpsons. It's the same storyline. You know how Krusty the Clown has a rabbi father? And I he wanted. Don't. I know you know every Simpsons episode. I'm way right. behind you. Okay, so Jackie Mason played his father, who's uh, Herschel Krasowski, rabbi, okay. and he wants his son to, to be a rabbi. And he doesn't. He wants to entertain. He wants to be a clown. That's the theme of the that's Oh, the yes. I, actually, I guess I did know that. So the jazz singer is that he's a cantor. He's the son of a rabbi, and he should be singing. He has a beautiful voice, but right. he should be singing, you know, going to services and singing at the synagogue. He would rather... I take a go at entertainment, which at the time was putting on blackface. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I saw the jazz singer with Neil Diamond from 1979. I think it, they cleaned it up a bit, as it were. He's very Jewish, the jazz singer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello, Jewish. Okay. Now, the woman gets all, the woman from the city gets all dressed up and starts taking an innocent stroll until she comes to outside one of these nice cottages and she starts whistling. And that whistle is a signal to the sex guy, sex guy inside. He's hearing it. He hears oh, the whistle. He hears the whistle. Now, wife has prepared nice dinner. It's time to sit down with nice family. Oh, Baby he has wife? wife? Oh, he yes. has wife and now mistress? Well, yes, he now has a mistress. Oh, now look. She sees the shadow and, yeah. and he goes, over there. And she goes, okay. Yeah. That's. Look at her butt shake as she whoop, whoop, whoop. I am looking, Carl. Thanks for pointing that out. I am going to get some. She is really well dressed, uh, for yeah. the style of you know the twenties and and for, for four people four people in that farm and one of them had a shiner shoes. <laughs> it was part of her like staying there, like they feed her, they it wasn't out of the ordinary back then, like to do little chores for your guests. You know. Okay, that's a very uh, weird chore. <laughs> Why? You said shine my. Sh oh. You can leave your shoes outside the door. That's what they do at the Marriott. Now look, she comes out. She whiz. Lost my husband. She whiz. She whiz. I made him soup. Got he's, bread here. He's banging that city girl. <laughs> oh, well, we'd never say banging in 1927. They uh, are snugging. Knowing each other. They are Dagwood and blonding each other. What do you think of her hair? Much better hair day than, than mine. <laughs> no, the big that, this woman, her name's Janet Gaynor, and she was famous, and she was wearing a wig to try to make her look less sexy because she has this great black flowing hair. And it was a kind of, I wouldn't say controversy, uh, but people didn't like it. They wanted to see Jane. Yeah, they Janet. wanted to see the sex. I paid good money to watch uh, State of the Art, so where's the pretty woman? Okay, now here is a memory of when things were good. Now look, the baby, you'll find out, is pretty much looks the same age 
So to me, I thought to myself, yeah, they looked like they Tuesday. were happy like yesterday. Yeah, last Wednesday. Come on, Oxen! They used to be like children, carefree, always happy and laughing. Yeah, you just told me that, old lady. <laughs> now he ruins himself with that woman from the city. Money lenders stripped the farm. Uh-oh. Yeah, things are going downhill over in uh, Nice Village Land. Nice Village Land, you got these city women coming up, taking her husbands. Look, uh-huh. he's selling the oxen for dirt cheap. Yeah, okay. I'll give you a nickel. Listen, Ollie, I'll give it to you free. Really? Yes, Ollie, Ollie. Oxen free. <laughs> you just said that. You just said that. Oh, no, and the wife sits alone. Yeah. Yeah, she keeps repeating herself. Yeah. Now, this director, his name was F.W. Murnau. Yes. He was in Germany. He was an expressionist. He hated the title cards. So I guess they must have shot this in sequence. I'm not really sure. But by the end of the film, there's like no title cards anymore. Maybe he edited it that way. He's like, fuck this shit. What's to hate, though? Here's Baby again. And this baby in real life was a guy named Jerry Craycroft, who we know hardly anything about. He's eight months year, eight months old here. Wow. He, they found his Social Security death index. He died. He was born in 26, which makes sense. Right. Makes sense. And he died in February 27 of 2000. So that baby wow. came and went. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now we're going out to the sexiest location for a sex tryst, the middle of the swamp. Doing it fog style. Foggy style. Foggy Foggy style. (laughs) Now, this passed the National Board of Review, which means we're not going to get sex. We're going to get kisses and hugs. I never understood the whole pre-code, haze office, but at a certain point, movies became less sexy. Yeah, you see, the 20s was an era, era... Of you know how it was like liberal conservative liberal it always flips yeah in the twenties they were very loose about sex drugs was everywhere you know pot cocaine heroin and um, you know you would have multiple sexual partners these flapper girls that all changed as we headed into the forties and fifties and turned back into conservatives this was a time of ruffian sexian. I have a question for you, Carl. I know that in 1927, the, the uh, first Academy Award went to a movie called Wings. Exactly, yeah. Which was a world class show. Yeah, which is in the public domain now. It's a World War I movie. Does World War I play a factor in this film? No, it does not. Now, our hero was in World War One and World War Two. He was a big deal in the military. He was even recommended for Admiral like some obnoxious wow. amount of times. Yeah. Okay, now, look, here we have the cheating. Yes. We see wife and fidelity with baby, and then we see infidelity with mistress. Tell me, are you all mine? And he's like, well, "Well, I'm fucking married. You mean like literally a mine or like the word? Well, oh, never mind. I'm overthinking. I wonder, you know how we see these kisses in the 20s films? I wonder yeah. off screen in real life, are they really doing that stupid kissing too? You know what I mean? Like, like they violently jerk forward and push against each other's She's faces. She's kissed his Adam's apple like twice. <laughs> Weird. And my wife. 
He goes, listen to what she says now. This is the woman from the city, and this is very film noir. Oh, you got to kill your wife and to collect the money? Couldn't she, she get drowned? <laughs> drowned. Now, he doesn't like that. He does not like – oh, look, look. Ooh, look at that. I'm serious now. This film did a lot of cinematic innovation. Yeah. That was considered one of the look, best. Look, we get to visualize it. This is pretty cool. Me <laughs> overturn the boat. That's all. Is it gonna look like an accident and come over and have sex with me in the city? Look, he's choking no. her. Now, wow, she's like bananas. Safe work. <laughs> right. I just read this great tweet. Um. Oh yeah. My safe, yeah. My safe word is meatloaf because I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. It's a really great tweet. I wish I had thought that up. Albert Einstein wrote it. Leaving this all behind. Come to the city. How about we just come in this marsh? Come to the city. Oh, look, there's the city right behind. This is cool. Now, listen, I'm serious. People watching this film in the theaters were blown away by the beautiful expressionist. Now, all this they made, it cost 200 grand, which wow. was a lot back then. Yeah. In 1927 money, that was like $200,000. And they spent all that money on making these fake sets. Oh. doing it again. You see the yeah. superimposition? You can see the guy's hand on the right side kind of. Well, it's, it's cool. They would take a, they would they would go to the camera, block out half of the film, shoot, rewind it, block out the second half of the film, and shoot over the same footage again, and the result would be both images on screen. It this is now watch this is out. This is how much fun you'll have. Look. Yeah, we got big bands like playing. It looks like idiocy. Stop shaking. There you go. Put your <laughs> hand right there. Wow. But be still your moneymaker. Be still <laughs> thy moneymaker. Funny thing, there's no um there's like no twenty-eight day cycle of the moon. It's always full in this movie. Always. The director I know from Nostradamus, right? The, yeah, the... I was gonna we Nosferatu, which we Nos... saw in this film. Uh, so we saw in this podcast. One, Did when you I, see that one? I don't even recall, Carl. Yeah, Nosferatu. Yeah. That was a All great right. episode. All right. It was very creepy, that film. They really cast the right Dracula dude because he yeah. looked he looked totally. Like, he didn't look emaciated or something, but... Okay, oh, that, so, that Dracula dude shows up in Rob Zombie's The Monsters. They have a character dressed just like him. Uh-huh. Well, that makes homage. sense. Homage. Yeah. Now, Green Grow the Rushes Grow... Uh, which yes. you can never even say. It can't even come out of your mouth. You regrow the rushes grow by no. REM. Not by REM. Anyway, those rushes, he's saying, will act like a life preserver. So he packs them up into a sort of bundle, right? And then when he capsizes the boat, he'll use that to float, and he can, you know, be safe. He can. So. They will get used, but not for the evil purpose we're thinking of. Okay, cool. Because this man loves his wife, right? He's not really going to go with it through this. Yes, he loves his wife. He's just bored with his wife. And somebody, you know, like a woman comes along with sex, sex, sex. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember sex. I remember that. Right, sure. So he wants to go for the sex. But 
He has baby and child. Now, when she says kill your wife, he's like, no, no, no. And then she's like, but don't forget my vagina. And he goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. I guess I'll have to do it. Let me hug it again. Uh, yeah, let me kiss. Violently throw my face at your bag. Yeah. We saw that, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah.